All right, today we look back at Maine. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Sirius XM by searching Locked On Angels. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's show is brought to you by the Game Time app. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, low Lowest prices guaranteed. Thank you for being here for this episode of Lockdown Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the First Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. It's our second season here at Lockdown Angels, and we're happy to be talking Halo baseball with you every Monday through Friday. The only place you can go for daily Angels baseball talk, content, coverage, all that good stuff, you name it. Hey, we're talking about the good and the bad and the ugly from last month, Mike. I know we had a series against the Astros, technically started on the first and went through the fourth. And we just thought today was a good day because of the off day yesterday. And we have a chance to kind of look back and see what was good, what was not so good, and what was just downright ugly. So let's get into the good. Hey, remember when we won four in a row to start off May? That was good. <laughs> uh, I, I love that. It was uh, something that I'd love to see the Angels do um, now. Hey, maybe they can start a win streak yeah, against the now? Cubbies, right? Would love that. And then Johnny, we ended the month with 15 wins. That's mm-hmm. the second month in a row that we've done that. And the story goes, if you get 15 wins every month, you get to 90 wins. I know there's debate on if you'll actually get into the playoffs with 90 wins because there are some there are some really good teams in the East, but you're right. Yeah. Very good baseline. I think it was Tampa Bay that got in with 86 wins last year. Now they're probably going to have 106 wins. They're playing so <laughs> well. Uh, a couple other good things, Johnny. Two sweeps, one against the Cardinals. That was exciting. Me, you're telling me that there was just two sweeps. <laughs> yeah, all, all your wrestling nerds out there, uh, just they know what they're talking. They know. Hey yo, uh, we <laughs> we loved that series against the Cardinals. I think we got them at just the right time because yes. they're starting to heat up a bit. Sure, but we really took advantage of that team that was really I, struggling. I think the Pirates swept them over the weekend, actually. So they're. They're still hurting, man. Wow. <laughs> and and then we got a sweep against the Red Sox, which That's was right. a big surprise and actually felt really, really good. The Red Sox have kind of been like the Angels this year. They've been up and down. Uh, they've really struggled. Uh, I, I mentioned on yesterday's show, Alex Cora had an interesting quote about the roster and how he's taking responsibility, even though the roster is what it is. I think that was kind of a shot at the GM, maybe. Mm. Um, and and I think the same can be true. The Angels roster seems to be a bit better, but the same could be true for this Angels team playing like the Red Sox. Johnny, what I loved about that Red Sox series is that our pitching staff was really strong and our bullpen came in and got shut down innings. Mm -hmm. They looked really strong as well. And there was a great surprise in that series. Game one, Jaime Berea's first start of the year, Johnny. He went five innings on 64 pitches. And because it was his first start of the year, he didn't have as long of a leash, but to get through five on 64 pitches. And then he looked really good. And then, Mike, he had a great second start after that as well. So they really found themselves the right number six guy. I know that there was a question of whether he was in the rotation at the beginning of the season. Starting is something that Jaime Berea has wanted to do, and he just looks very calm and collected out there. And I was nervous because of his numbers as a reliever. We're not picture perfect. They weren't 
bad. Right. But I was nervous to have him start. And man, he has just done very well in his two starts as a starter uh, in the month of May. So that was a nice surprise. And then game two, another nice surprise, Mike. Griffin Canning, somebody the best in the rotation. Pitcher in the Angels starting rotation. <laughs> right, now, <laughs> right now, yeah. I mean, this guy Seven- looked fantastic. Seven innings on five Ks and really helped keep the Angels in that game. And then, of course, game three, a strong start from Tyler Anderson. Six innings of one run ball. Tyler Anderson did not have a great start last time out. However, I think that the month of May kind of showed that he was getting back to not the dazzling numbers that he had last year with the Dodgers, but starting to figure out what's effective, what's not how he can get to hitters. He's not going to blow anybody away. Of course, he doesn't have velocity, but he has the ability to induce soft contact, which we've seen. It's just the matter of mistake pitches on his part. But yeah, those those three games, an incredible sweep, and it was their first series win against a team over 500 or better in May. That came against the Twins and then, of course, the Red Sox. So they were riding high after that weekend against the Red Sox. Mike, a big part of that was Mickey Moniak, right? Yeah, he had a great May. Here's his slash line, 327, 340, 694. Four home runs and seven RBIs. Had a few games where he led off the game with a home run. There's been a lot of talk about him not playing at all against the Astros. And the interesting thing about that was not that Taylor Ward needed to be out of the lineup because Ward seems to be heating up. But the interesting thing about that was that it was an early game on Sunday and so that they would maybe give one of those outfielders a day off and replace him with Mm -hmm. Moniak. I don't think Moniak needs to sit four games in a row. I think Moniak needs to be in there uh, maybe one of the four games or two of the four games. I think mm-hmm. that he is that that good. I think that you have to have him in that lineup and, and get some at-bats. I think that that's what helps him to keep going. Yeah, it's interesting because our hesitation on having him be the fourth outfielder coming out of spring training when he was red hot and into the season was that he's not going to get a lot of playing time. And that's why Brett Phillips only had a handful of starts before he was DFA'd. Eventually he was uh, uh, assigned to AAA, which is great because he's still in the organization. Great depth. Uh, and and it's great that he's still with the, with the bees and we could use him if anything happens. However, Moniak was able to secure more playing time because Taylor Ward was slumping through the month of May. And now that he is heating up again, there's kind of a, a battle for that left field starting spot. But you're right. I don't think Moniak should be out four games in a row. I honestly think that he needs to be in there and have consistent at bats. And I think that's the best path for him. He's, he's like a three and a half outfielder rather than a fourth outfielder. If that makes sense, Mm -hmm. then man, when (laughs) this is a big surprise because we talked about this being ugly in our last episode on the good, the bad and the ugly in April. And that was Logan O'Hoppy getting injured and having to have shoulder surgery, labrum surgery. And he was replaced with the tandem essentially of Matt Thice and Chad Wallach. And I was, I was devastated because I was like, well, there goes our catcher. There goes our uh, productivity out of the catcher spot. Mike, how have Wallach and Thice done over the last month? John, their numbers are incredible. They've combined to hit 308, 364, 485. What a slash line. A 849 OPS, 22 runs, 20 RBIs, five doubles, six home runs, 12 walks, and a stolen base. This is probably the biggest surprise of the season so far because these two guys have been really incredible. I wonder, John, 
what would have happened if Logan Ohapi hadn't gotten hurt? I wonder hmm. I wonder what this pitching staff would be like with Logan Ohapi as the main guy behind the plate. And hmm. I also wonder if Matt Theis would be putting up the numbers that Matt Theis is putting up right now because he wouldn't be getting the at-bats and the playing time if Ohapi sure. was there. And I wonder if Chad Wallach would even be in the major league. So that Logan Ohapi injury actually has – it's been great to see the two players fill in for him. But I'm really intrigued by the what if. Like, would our pitching staff have been a little bit better? Would they have mm. been a bit more consistent because of Ohapi? Would Thice have been who Matty Thice is? I mean, he's had some really key hits for us in the last few games. He's had some really boneheaded moves when he had the catcher's <laughs> interference in Boston and he had the, I missed, we're going to talk about that. I missed home plate on a double play. And, and so I, I wonder what would have happened if you're replacing Logan Ohapi with, with Matt Thice in those situations. Yeah, it seems like that Ohapi obviously is already a, a captain behind the dish, right? Yes. And yeah. he's so young and it's his first real full big league season. That was the plan, right? And pitchers love throwing to him. And I think that I got to give credit to the catchers for being able to step up into that role because they've got to learn uh, a new staff, essentially. I know they've worked with these guys before, but just so unexpectedly being thrust into that situation. I think it's important for those guys to uh, really make a make a connection with the pitchers on the mound. And and you see that with like Shohei and Chad Wallach. Like Shohei was really excited to pitch to Logan Ohapi, and I think Chad Wallach has stepped in well, uh, very well in that position. Hey, the Angels play the Cubs tonight at 6.38 Pacific time. You can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. If you see myself or Mike at the game, say hello. We'd love to say hi to you. Hey, coming up on Lockdown Angels, Trout isn't walking at his normal career rate. Why is that? And have opposing pitchers figured him out? We're going to get into that discussion as we continue the good, the bad, and the ugly coming up. Lockdown Angels is brought to you by the Game Time app. With the Game Time app, buying tickets is fast and easy. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up until the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means that you'll get the best price. And on the Game Time app, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps in your set. You can see where you're going to be sitting so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And you can discover the lowest price guarantee and even get event cancellation protection. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. Don't have to dig through your email. And if you find tickets in the same section and same row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So you can grab tickets without all the stress with the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app right now, create an account, and use our code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. There are some terms that do apply. Again, create an account and redeem using our code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. Lockdown Everydayers, join us for Fan Mail Friday this Friday. So get your questions in all week long. Let us know it's from the mailbag, and we'll put it in the mailbag. Hey, the Angels are playing the Cubs tonight, 6.38 Pacific time. Let's get a win streak going. They're uh, they're a little down on their luck, so I think the Angels can take advantage of that. You can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search 
Angels. Johnny, let's talk about the bad from May. And when we say the bad, we're not saying that these guys are bad. They just didn't do as well as they did in April. And I'm only caveating that because we don't want to get trashed in the comments or on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> because anytime you talk about Trout or Otani, it seems like everybody in the world comes after you. But they had a really tough May. It wasn't their sure. best. So let me talk about Otani. You can talk about Trouty. Uh, Otani on the hitting side, his slash line for May is... 230 or 243, 333, and 534 with 28 strikeouts, eight home runs, and 20 RBIs. Now, I think any major league baseball player would be like, I'm gonna take that because that's yeah. a pretty good slash line. Yeah. But compared to his April, 292, 350, and 547, he struck out 24 times, had seven home runs and 18 RBIs. So you can see that there was a bit of a slump in May. And he he struggled at the plate a bit. We've talked about like runners and scoring position, but overall, Otani's having a pretty good year. When it comes to pitching, that's when he really slumped. Right in in May, he was one and one, a four oh six ERA and five starts with a one point one zero WHIP. Opposing batting average was two oh five and six home runs. Compare that to April, Johnny four and oh. 2.25 ERA in five starts, a .82 whip, and the, the opposing batting average was 102, and he only gave up two home runs. So Man. he really struggled, and we all noticed that he struggled in in May compared to April. Uh, he had some tougher opponents uh, opponents in, in May than he did in April, but you can tell that he wasn't the same pitcher. Hitter, there wasn't much of a difference, but the pitching side, he really did struggle in May. You know, it goes back to our conversation last week about Anthony Rendon being out of this lineup and how that affects Trout and Otani, and I honestly still contend that Otani was going for a bit more productivity, and you can see that in the results in terms of, you know, eight home runs, 20 RBIs, right? But a little bit more strikeouts, a yeah. little less batting average. Uh, uh, and, and so it was less consistent hitting, but more uh, results-driven hitting, if that makes sense. Want to make an and impact, as, sure. Yeah, yeah. So as we talk about Trout, we can keep that in mind. Man, Trout in May was not very Trout-like. 245 average, 339 on base, and just a 449 slugging percentage. 31 strikeouts compared to just 10 walks, six home runs, and 13 RBIs. Compare that to April, Mike, where Mike Trout hit 317, hmm. had a 400 on base, and a 606 slugging. Look, that's uh, those are the numbers you want. If if you have a, a 300 average, 400 on base, and a 500 slugging. Like that three, four, five is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And Trout had that and then some. He had 34 strikeouts last month, but 13 walks, seven home runs, and 18 RBIs. So you can see he actually delivered more RBIs in the month of April. He's walking way less this year, Mike. 10.4% rate this year compared to 10.8% in 2022. And those are about the same, you know, 22 and 23. The last time he walked like that at that rate was 2012. Yeah. When he first came up to the league and played a full season, almost a full season. I know he came up about mid-April. Is this a matter of age or are pitchers kind of figuring out how to pitch the trout? What do you think? Well, we did an episode about how trout is the king of adjustments. I think that this is more about 
Trout not adjusting. Pitchers are like, hey, if I hit this zone, this would be great. It just doesn't seem like Trout is adjusting as quickly. Uh, we talked about that upper outside quadrant of the zone, and Trout mm-hmm. had no batting average there. And then he hit a home run, like I think the day after we had talked about that. So he will adjust, but he is swinging and missing a lot. Now, Trout's always been kind of a guy who swings and misses. 130 strikeouts in a few of his seasons prior to this one. But He's always been somebody that's drawn the walk. And what we've seen from him, especially in May, is that there's been a lot of moments where I think he felt like he needed to come through. I think he felt like he needed to make contact and and not just get on base. And I think that that's why he was swinging at some really terrible pitches. Mm -hmm. And, And the Trouty that we like the trouty that we have grown up with and watched him grow up is, is the one that draws walks, which is why I contend if they're going to mess with this lineup, Johnny, I think trout needs to bat leadoff. I think that mm. he actually would be a really great leadoff hitter for this team. Not Shohei. I think Trouty should be there, put Shohei behind him. And then you can really mess with the lineup in the three, four, five. And you have that opportunity to do that with the way that the lineup is constructed and that you actually have depth in this lineup. So I think that Mike Trout actually would be better at the top of the lineup. I think it fits more of his gifting because he is somebody with a really great eye. And I would rather see him there than Taylor Ward there because I think that he actually is a better base runner. I think he's got a better eye, as I mentioned. And I think that he probably would relax a bit more and not Mm. feel the pressure of having to come through and knock in the run when Anthony Rendon's not in the lineup. Mike, what's your job as a hitter? Your first job. I'm going to, I'm going to make contact. I'm going to swing at good pitches. Good. Because here's Mike Trout's percentile rankings. Listen, he's 29th in the league in whiff percentage. Not great. We see that. Yeah. 21st in K percentage, but his job, which is to make contact, 88th percentile in exit velocity, average exit velocity, 94th in max exit velocity, Mm. 91 in hard hit, 91 in expected slugging, 80 percentile in expected batting average, uh, 93rd percentile in barrel percentage, 93 percentile in chase rate. Uh, So (laughs) all the the indicators of somebody getting older are usually like, hey, they're not hitting the ball like they used to. Mm. So the difference here is that Trout's just getting fooled, and he's not having a good eye right now. But when he makes contact, it's still devastating, and it's still Mike Trout results. I think you're right, though. He's he's not making the adjustments fast enough. And and like you said, messing with that lineup surely would be very interesting. But, man, I look at his stat cast for this year, and, and he's still red hot. There's red numbers all over this thing, Mike, except for the K percentage and the whiff percentage. So Mike Trout making contact is still a very good thing. And so I don't think that the old age conversation or regression conversation needs to be had yet. He's just got to make better contact. He just hasn't been doing that right now. I think that's the biggest difference. Hey, speaking of uh, uh, bad in May, Angels losing two out of three to Texas and two out of three to Houston. Yeah, Um, We have a lot less games against the AL West this year. Usually we have 19. I believe it's at 13 this year because we're playing more of the league this season. Right. Uh, now they, they have less games to take advantage of getting some wins and getting ahead in the AL West. In fact, the angels in the past have struggled against the AL West in 2022. They were 37 and 39 against the West in 2021. They were 29 and 47 so far this Ugly. year, 10 and 10 they're 500. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with beating up on the A's and, and taking two out of three from Seattle. Those yeah. kind of really saved us. Man, if you want to go anywhere, 
this season, you're going to have to win against the AL West. The Angels lost five in a row to Houston before Sunday's win. You know, those first three games of the series and the last two uh, times they played uh, before that Houston had a win. Are you surprised by that 500 record so far, Mike? After this weekend, yeah, it felt like we were way behind, but then you realize that we did play the Mariners and we won that series and we've played Oakland twice and we've won both of those series. I think that the Angels are going to have to take full advantage of playing the Mariners who are behind them in the standings, kind of down on their luck, and I think they need to take really full advantage when they play the Oakland A's again and stop getting two out of three. They need to sweep those series because I think that those that third win in that series is going to matter to this team for this season. Hey, Locked On Angels is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you, and you never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. When we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find a more balanced life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. This is why you got to give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash MLB. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. It's helpful, helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy is for everybody. So if you're thinking of getting started in therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on MLB. Let's talk about the ugly in May. And let's talk about that series against the Marlins where we got swept. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have to <laughs> talk about ugly. it. It was really <laughs> ugly. Uh, the, the biggest moment, I think the ugliest moment in that series, Johnny, was game two. 10th inning Ugh. where Thice missed home plate on a double play and it cost the angels three more runs. Mm -hmm. It was a game we were in. We came back. I think it was, was that geo when he did the golf swing to hit the home run. And I mean, we were, we were in that game. And yeah. then in that moment, the Manfred runner was the only runner that actually scored. So it was five to four, but then Thice misses home plate throws to first. They do a replay. They say he didn't touch the touch the plate. And so then they get, three more runs. Jaime Berea was actually in that game as well and pitched well, but they just kind of fell apart because they didn't get that double play at the uh, yeah. end of the 10th inning. And unfortunately the angels got the fifth run in the bottom of the 10th inning. So it would have been another tie ball game and maybe have mm -hmm. an opportunity to win that game in the 10th. But that was really an ugly series and an ugly game. And then it got even uglier the next day because game three, they got shut out by, the Randy Johnson version of the Marlins pitcher. That guy, I think it was six foot nine. I mean, that guy was huge. Yeah, Yuri Perez. So good. What an arm on that guy. So good. And, and so it was, it was two nothing, but again, it, it, here's the narrative. Stop me. If you've heard this before, uh, they were Oh, for seven with runners in scoring position in this series, Johnny. Yeah. Just a huge disappointment in that series to lose to the Marlins who were not, they didn't really have a lot of momentum coming in. They have great 
pitching, Mike. They have a great pitching staff, so you expected it to be a tough series. But I, I, I truly believe that the only win that the Angels like deservedly lost was the Jesus Lizardo start mm. on Friday because he was so good. Yep. But then, yeah, you have the you have the inning in the tenth where Matt Dice misses that that double play that would have turned the whole game on its head, and right. the Angels could have easily come back and won that. And like you said, they tied it up in their half of the inning. Theoretically, if the, if the yeah. four runs hadn't scored or yeah. three more runs hadn't scored. And then you think about Sunday, just no offense with runners in scoring position. That's just been a theme all season long, and it's been so frustrating. And it, we felt it the most in the month of May. And I think, Mike, it has a lot to do with this fact. Part of the ugly of the month of May is missing out on Anthony Rendon. He was yeah. pulled during a game because of groin tightness. And Nevin said at like a day or two later, oh, Rendon's feeling great. I'm not even sure he should have been on the injured list. And here we are on June 6th. And the word is that Rendon's going to return tomorrow, Wednesday, not in this series. Yeah. To start it against the Cubs, but tomorrow night. Um, that injury happened like the 8th or the 9th of May. So how did we go from oh, Anthony probably didn't even need an injured stint to June 6th and <laughs> June yeah. 7th is when he's going to come back. What in the world is going on with this team and their communication, Mike? I, I Again, I, I think it's going to – it's got to go back to – I think that they just believe that everything just needs to be surfacy. I think everything needs to be uh, – we're going to give you the details that we think that you – you deserve right uh, this is off topic for just a moment but sam blum tweeted out something about what the mayor of anaheim said and what Artie said about the stadium deal mm -hmm. and quite frankly it was two different stories mm -hmm. and, and and just it, it goes to affirm that the angels just i don't know if they buy the lie i don't know if they're george costanza and it's it's not a lie if you believe it or <laughs> or if they are actually believing that this is the reality but it just doesn't seem helpful logical to have this narrative it's, that doesn't so make absurd. sense uh, people people see right through it and and that's why we're having a conversation about it and so it having phil going on no I, we, we should have taken him out and we probably didn't need to go on the il and all those things and then a month later he's still there good news yeah. is that we have geo and we have drury and so we haven't really had to fill the impact uh at least on on the field with rendon not being there we've talked about his impact with runners in scoring position in his bat but I just I don't understand it, John. It just doesn't make sense to me. There's there's no loss in being honest about where Rendon is or where the situation is. I mean, fans are going to say negative things about Rendon, whether you tell the truth or not. And so you mm -hmm. just say like, hey, homie needs some time to heal. A bit older and he just we're, we're going to give him the time because we have depth. I mean, there's the narrative right there. That's the mm -hmm. there, there's the press conference. We have the depth. We're going to give him some time because we need him in August. We need him in September. We need him in October. Yeah, exactly. And and you're not going to get that from the Angels. And if you're going to get anything, it's going to be through Phil Nevin, which is fine. You want to hear from the manager, but to deny a you know a press conference with the the training staff to find out what's going on to deny a, a meeting with the pitching coach and Matt Wise and and everything like that. It's just so frustrating, yeah. and like you said, they uh, they try to paint this picture of everything's fine and dandy, and it's not. And even if it's not fine and dandy, like if you're honest with us about Rendon, yeah, he probably won't be back for like a month, and and he needs the time. Like you said, 
I think that's great. Hey, yeah, Matt Wise is really working with these guys. He's really working with Reed Detmers to help him finish at bats on 0-2. Well, we're not getting any of that. No. We're not getting that at all. And it's all because the Angels and President John Carpino think that the line of questioning is too negative. Like, what do they expect from journalism? What do they expect from people? Like, how's, how's Anthony Rendon's dog doing today? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. if you want that, you can listen to Roger Lodge every afternoon on Angels Radio, the state-run media. Like, that's that's the way that it is. But to, to deny the journalists these conversations and these questions, I think is a huge disservice to, number one, the journalists. And bigger than that, the fans. The fans mm-hmm. should know what's going on. The fans deserve to know. I think the fans have the right to know. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. Remember, the Angels play the Cubs tonight at 6.38 Pacific time. You can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. Catch up with us on social media at Locked On Angels and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. You want to go, you're going to want to do that and catch us there because we're going to be posting about our experience at the game. And if you're around, come say hi. Mike, what do we have on deck for Wednesday's show? We're going to recap the Cubs game. That'll be fun. And then we're actually going to talk about our personal experience, things we saw, things we heard, uh, baseball-related stuff, obviously, Angels-related stuff, obviously. John, it's going to be a, a, a difficult night for me because I'm going with some Cubs fans. And so I've not ever me, been me to too. a game with Cubs fans. So I don't know how obnoxious they're going to be. They're cool. They're really cool. But we'll see We'll see how obnoxious they're, they're going to be. So I was thinking... <laughs> I was thinking that maybe I should actually be obnoxious first and, yeah, and just, like, just celebrate everything, stand and cheer for every. I think I'm going to do that. So uh, All right. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow on Locked on Angels. We hope that you'll join us for that conversation tomorrow. And again, if you're at the game tonight, please say hi. We'd love to uh, catch up with you and, and see you there. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here for more Locked on Angels.